Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Bible Talk. This is Pastor Baker again coming to you with another a lesson with regard to the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses uh, from the organization known as the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society. Uh, the last time I was on last month, I was looking at uh, salvation. According to the Watchtower Society, I'll be continuing that uh, subject today. Um, I told you about how the Watchtower Society, first of all, claims to be God's only organization on earth, the only organization on earth that God is using. Uh, then the Watchtower Society uh, also says that uh, you have to become a part of that organization if you want to be saved. You have to become a part of that organization if you want to be saved. Um, I read you a couple of quotes from their literature. Uh, they say, for example, any person who wants to survive into God's righteous new order urgently needs to come into a right relationship with Jehovah, would have been good if they had to stop there. But they say anybody, any person who wants to survive into God's righteous new order urgently needs to come into a right relationship with Jehovah and his earthly organization. Another um, statement by the society, they said, uh, the witness includes the invitation to come to Jehovah's organization for salvation. And in another place, they said, Jehovah is using only one organization today to receive everlasting life in the earthly paradise. You must identify that organization and serve God as part of it. But then, uh, well, first of all, uh, nowhere in Scripture we're told anything about we have to become part of a specific organization in order to uh, be saved. Uh, None of the, let me call them salvation scriptures, um, include anything about an organization. Uh, the Watchtower Society, again, they said that Jehovah is using only one organization. They are, that, of course, is theirs. But all this talking about joining an organization, you know, you must uh, identify that organization and serve God uh, as a part of that organization. And uh, you must uh, be in right relationship with Jehovah and uh, his organization. So these are uh, dogmatic statements that the Watchtower Society makes, but then they also uh, contradict themselves. For example, they said, uh, we cannot take part in any modern version of idolatry. So, of course, uh, God is opposed to idolatry, and the society is saying uh, we cannot take uh, part in any modern version of idolatry. And then they give an example 
of uh, being guilty of idolatry. They say uh, when you impute salvation to an organization, in other words, when you declare that salvation is in a particular organization. So they just contradicted uh, themselves. And then after they made that statement, uh, a few years later, they made a statement contradicting that one. So first of all, they say we must identify the organization, serve God as a part of it. Uh, we have to come into a right relationship with Jehovah and his organization. Then they say it's idolatry to impute uh, salvation to an organization. In other words, to say that salvation is in an organization. And then they contradicted that statement. They contradict themselves again by saying, if we draw away from Jehovah's organization, there would be no place else to go for salvation. So they're contradicting themselves all over the place. But again, uh, the scriptures that uh, deal with salvation uh, gives us information as to how a person would be saved. Uh, says uh, nothing about joining an organization. Many of us are familiar uh, with a transpired in the book of Acts. Uh, there was a certain Ethiopian uh, who was reading scripture but didn't understand what he was reading. Uh, there was a certain uh, Christian by the name of Philip. The Holy Spirit told him to go down to Gaza where this Ethiopian was. This Ethiopian was in a chariot, and the Holy Spirit told Philip to join yourself to the chariot. Philip ran got in the chariot with the Ethiopian and asked him, do you understand what you're reading? His response was, how can I accept someone show me? And so the Bible says that Philip beginning at the same scripture that he was reading, because he was reading about the crucifixion of Christ uh, from the book of Isaiah, but he didn't understand uh, really what he was reading. He didn't really get the understanding of it. So Philip began at the scripture that the eunuch was reading, and the Bible says he preached unto him Christ. Now, when it says he preached, unto the eunuch Christ, it simply says that he uh, witnessed to the eunuch, uh, telling the eunuch what was necessary in order for him to be saved, telling the eunuch that uh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, uh, was sent by God the Father to take the penalty for our sins, and he did that by dying on Calvary. And on the third day, uh, Jesus Christ, after his uh, being put to death on Calvary, rose from the dead, which uh, verified the claims that he had made, because Jesus Christ said he was the Son of God, who was sent by God. He was the savior of the world. He was the only one um, to whom a person could come to uh, be accepted by God the Father. And if he had not risen from the dead, that would have nullified all those claims. But uh, we are told in the book of Romans, uh, chapter 1, that Jesus Christ was shown or proven or verified to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. So this is what uh, Philip preached to the eunuch, the Ethiopian and told him about Jesus Christ and, of course, the necessity to put your trust in what Jesus Christ has done for you on the cross. This is uh, something that is a message for all of mankind. We have to put out, if we want to be saved, we have to put our trust in what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Of course, repent of our sins, uh, which declares that we are willing to live as God wants us to live, trust him to help us to live as he wants us to live, and acknowledge that Jesus Christ uh, is our Savior. In other words, as I said before, if God was to say to me, Robert Baker, why should I let you uh, into heaven? Why should I not send you into hell? Well, I could say, well, because I uh, stopped running the streets, got stopped getting high, uh, stopped uh, chasing women, uh, you know, became a modern employee on my job, joined a church, taught Sunday school, taught uh, Bible class, uh, preached at a rescue mission, uh, went visiting uh, nursing homes and did nice things for people. And all those things, by the way, uh, are true that I said. But if I said that to God, when he asked me, why should I let you into heaven, then I would go to hell. And the reason why I would go to hell is because I don't care how many so-called good things that I did, none of the good things uh, that we do are good enough to get our sins forgiven. 
and to admit us into heaven. The only thing that will cause our sins to be forgiven is to acknowledge, first of all, that we are sinners, because why do we need forgiveness if we don't acknowledge that we are sinners? But to understand that we are sinners and that we are condemned to hell, and the only escape is to repent of our sins and put our trust in what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. If God said to me, Robert Baker, why should I let you into heaven? There is only one correct answer. Lord, you should let me into heaven because you said that I was a sinner. But you also said that if I repented and put my trust in what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross, that I would be admitted into heaven. If I answered him like that, that would be my assurance of getting uh, into heaven. So this is what uh, Philip, in essence, uh, preached to the eunuch, that it was necessary to uh, put your trust in what Jesus Christ had done for him on the cross. And the interesting thing is the Bible tells us that uh, as they were going along, the eunuch said, hey, here's, here's water. Is there anything that prevents me from being baptized? Because God commands us to uh, be baptized after We've accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, not infant baptism. That don't do you no good. Infant can't believe in Christ. They don't know nothing about it. They don't even understand it. Uh, so uh, not uh, infant baptism, uh, not uh, getting baptized, uh, thinking that that's going to get you into heaven, but you get baptized after you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And when you get baptized, the baptizing is just a testimony to the world uh, that you are saying to the world that I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. The old me has died. Go down into the water. The old me has died come up out of the water. I'm a new person now. What do you mean you're a new person? You got the same name. You got the same face. Yeah, but I don't have the same attitude towards sin. Because when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, your attitude towards sin changes. The things that you wanted uh, wanted to do, uh, the sins that you wanted to commit that you got enjoyment out of, you don't want to do that anymore. When temptation comes now, instead of you yielding to it, you start resisting it. You start praying, asking God to help you, keep me from this, keep me from that. Lord, give me strength. Let me stand. If you do sin, Lord, please forgive me for my sin. So that, in that sense, uh, you are a new person. Uh, not only that, but uh, God's attitude has changed towards you. Uh, the wrath of God is no longer on you. John 3 and 36 says that he who has the Son has everlasting life, but he who does not have the Son shall not see light, but the wrath of God abides on him. In other words, the wrath of God is still on him. And in order for that person to experience the uh, full uh, uh, fury of the wrath of God, all you have to do is just die while you're a sinner. Die without having accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and hell is waiting on you. And hell is eternal uh, torment in the lake of fire for everlasting um, eternity, for all of eternity. So uh, Philip told this Ethiopian, necessary for you to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. They came to water. The eunuch says, is anything prevents me from being baptized? Philip said, if you believe in all your heart, you can be baptized. So they went down into the water. Philip baptized the eunuch, and then the Bible says the Holy Spirit caught Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more. But wait a minute. Philip, didn't you tell him he had to join some organization? No, he didn't. He told him it was necessary for him to uh, accept Christ. The eunuch put his trust in what Jesus Christ did for him on Calvary. He got baptized, testifying uh, openly to his faith, and the Holy Spirit caught Philip away without him telling the eunuch anything about accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. So, uh, I'm sorry about uh, joining an organization. So somebody might say, well, wait a minute now. Uh, I know that the Bible didn't say that he told him that, but does that really mean that he didn't? He, he might have told him, but they uh, just didn't, uh, you know, record that part uh, in the Bible. So, you know, maybe he did tell him that. Uh, well, the reason why I know that he didn't tell him anything about it was necessary for you to join an organization is because of all the other salvation scriptures in the Bible. None of them say anything about that either. 
Uh, for example, uh, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, whosoever puts their trust in him, that's what believeth in him means, whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Nothing is said about an organization. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, Romans uh, 16 and 31, uh, certain individual asked one of God's servants by the name of Paul, uh, Sir, what must I do to be saved? He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, meaning put your trust in Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Put your trust in what he did for you on Calvary. Count on that to get you acceptance with God. Nothing is said about uh, joining uh, an organization. Uh, Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. He who hears my word and who believes on him who sent me, talking about God the Father, has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. You live, you uh, are dead spiritually before you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, but once you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are passed from spiritual death unto spiritual life. You are a physical, mortal human being who was once spiritually dead, but because you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are now spiritually alive. So Philip said nothing to the eunuch about uh, joining an organization. None of the uh, salvation scriptures say anything about joining an organization. Now, also, uh, the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society are regarding uh, water baptisms. I, I brought that up about water baptism. Well, in one of their magazines, uh, they said that when they baptize uh, people who join their organizations, when they get rid of the baptizing candidates, they ask them two questions. Question number one, have you recognized yourself before Jehovah as a sinner who needs salvation and acknowledge to him that salvation proceeds from him through Jesus Christ? That is beautiful. That is absolutely correct. Let me read it again. Have you recognized yourself before Jehovah as a sinner who needs salvation and acknowledge to him that salvation proceeds from him through Jesus Christ? Wonderful. In other words, if this, uh, uh, you, if your answer to this question is uh, in the affirmative, we can go ahead and baptize you. But as I said, they asked them uh, uh, two questions, or they did at the time of this uh, particular Watchtower magazine, but we'll see they change around. So they asked them that. That's, that's good. But uh, question number two says, have you dedicated yourself to God to do his will as he reveals it to you? So they say that. And uh, the other part of this question is, uh, well, they say that uh, dedicated yourself to God and acknowledged you a sinner. But then at a later date, they do something else with this baptism. Uh, they say uh, question number two is, is, is different now. They say, do you understand that your dedication and baptism identify you as one of Jehovah's Witnesses in association with God's Spirit-directed organization. So at first they said, you know, dedicated to uh, Jehovah God, acknowledge to him uh, that you are a sinner, and uh, you really ready to do his will as he reveals it to you. All oh, that was good, but then they changed it uh, later, some years later, and they said, do you understand that your dedication and baptism identify you as one of Jehovah's Witnesses in association with God's Spirit-directed uh, organization? So that's wrong. The purpose of baptizing again is to declare openly to the world 
by uh, virtue of your being baptized, that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You repented of your sins. You're willing to uh, live uh, for God uh, and keep his commandments according to the best of your uh, ability. But now they're talking about uh, you being baptized uh, and identified you as one of Jehovah's Witnesses in association with God's Spirit-directed organization. Uh, then, later on, in a book that they're currently using, if they come to your house, they will uh, give you this book and try to start a Bible study, which will give you this book to teach you out of this book called What Is the Bible Going to Teach? Uh, and what does the Bible really teach in 24, uh, 2014 edition? They say, talking about baptism, a talk reviewing the meaning of baptism is usually given. The speaker then invites all baptism candidates to answer two simple questions as one way to make a verbal public public declaration of their faith. So they say at the time of baptism, uh, baptizing, the uh, baptismal candidate is asked two questions, and uh, this is a way of them making a verbal uh, public declaration of their faith. So in this book, they don't say what the two questions are. But then the book does say this. Baptism candidates are fully immersed in water to show publicly that they have made a dedication to Jehovah. And then they make this statement. Remember, in the same book, remember, too, they're talking to the baptism candidate. Remember, too, that you have made a dedication to Jehovah God himself, not to a work, a cause, other humans, or an organization. So they are contradicting themselves again. They said, do you understand that your dedication and baptism identify you as one of Jehovah's Witnesses in association with God's spirit-directed organization? But then they say, you have, been, you have made dedication to Jehovah God himself, not to a work, a cause, other humans, or an organization. So they contradict themselves again in the book, What Does the Bible Really Teach? And this contradicts other statements that they made earlier. Any person who wants to survive into God's righteous new order urgently needs to come into a right relationship with Jehovah and his earthly organization. They said the witness includes the invitation to come to Jehovah's organization for salvation. So which is it? Is it in an organization or is it not in an organization? Well, the answer is it is not in an organization. They said Jehovah is using only one organization today to receive everlasting life. In the earthly paradise, we must identify that organization and serve God as part of it. So the Watchtower Society, uh, you know, uh, has constantly contradicted itself about other things uh, as well as about this thing about salvation. But what I was looking for, uh, looking at, though, is the Watchtower's uh, idea of salvation. Uh, number one uh, is in the organization, as the evidence uh, clearly shows. Uh, again, salvation speaks. Uh, well, we have to take a break, and then we'll uh, continue when we return. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out. 
at radio.com. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-555-88. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? As the will of the student goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place. The film about Corey Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers. Heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now 45 years later comes the return to the hiding place. The untold behind the scenes true story of Corey's secret army of student teenagers efforts to rescue Jewish people told by Hans Poley, one of Corey's teens in the resistance. Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground true breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Rice Davis. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with the promo code Detroit. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code Detroit. Due to historical content, it might not be suitable for the younger audience. On In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, you'll hear wisdom taught from God's Word. If you want great faith, one of the things that's absolutely necessary is that you and I read the Word of God, we meditate upon the Word of God, we obey it, and then watch God work. The best way to build faith is get in the Word of God. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, teaching biblical truths that transform lives. Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 1230. Welcome back, radio listeners. Uh, still looking at the Watchtower Society's teaching with regard to salvation. Uh, the Watchtower Society teaches that salvation is in an organization, namely their organization. Um, and you might want to write these scriptures down to show that none of the uh, these scriptures would all uh, speak of salvation in some shape, uh, form, or fashion say uh, anything about an organization. Uh, scripture number one, John 3.16. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And only begotten means his one and only unique son. We are sons and daughters of God as a result of having accepted Jesus as our Savior. But Jesus called the only begotten son in the King James Version, which means he's the son of God in a unique sense. How is he the son of God in a unique sense? Because he's the eternal son of God. Anybody else who accepts Jesus Christ as they say to become a child of God, but Jesus has always been a son of God. He's the eternal uh, son of God. So, But anyway, John 3.16 says, uh, so that's what only begotten means. He's talking about uh, unique. Uh, he's a son of God in a sense that no other 
uh, individual is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him, that means to put your trust in him, would not perish but have everlasting life. Putting your trust in him means putting your trust in what he did for you on Calvary. Then there's John 5:24. John 5:24. Jesus makes this statement. He who hears my word and believes on him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. He who hears my word, what is this word? I am the Savior of the world. I'm going to die for your sins, rise from the dead, put your trust in what I do for you on Calvary, and you will be saved. He who hears my word and believes on him who sent me, because the Father sent the Son into the world to be the Savior of the world. The Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. So Jesus says, "He uh, John 5 and 24, he who hears my word and believes on him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Again, what does it mean to be passed from death unto life? Well, when you come into this world, you are spiritually dead. I don't care who you are or who your parents were. You, your parents and parents before them, and my parents and parents before them, all the way back to Adam, after he sinned, are spiritually dead. We come into this world spiritually dead, and we can only be made spiritually alive by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior. So uh, that's what Jesus said. You are passed from death, that is, uh, spiritual death, unto life. And when you die physically, you still go to everlasting life. You will live eternal. Uh, also, uh, Jesus said when he was on the cross and he was being crucified, and, of course, they uh, crucified him between uh, two thieves. And they were mocking him like everybody else. But then one of the thieves, he kept looking at Jesus, and he says, well, no, this, this has got to be uh, the Son of God. So um, he made a request uh, to Jesus. Because he, while he was on that cross, believed that Jesus Christ really was the Son of God. And so he said to him, well, let me read it to you from Luke uh, chapter 23, uh, starting with verse 39. Luke 23, verses 39 through 43. And one of the criminals who were hanged was hurling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuking him said, do you not even fear God? Now, at first, he was uh, mocking Jesus, too. But something happened to him. Uh, he had a change while he was on, uh, on the cross, being crucified just like Jesus was. But now, these two guys weren't being crucified for the sins of the world. Crucifixion was uh, one of the ways that the Romans uh, punished criminals uh, by means of crucifixion. Uh, Jesus Christ was being treated like a common criminal, even though he wasn't. But the other answered and, and rebuking him said, Do you not even fear God? Since you are under the same sentence of condemnation, you're going to die too. And we indeed justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. So you see, this guy had a change of heart. And he said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That was saying a lot. Here Jesus is on the cross. Didn't look like he had no kingdom to come into. Didn't look like he was going to go into no kingdom. The only thing it looked like was he was going to die. But this man said, no, this, this man really must be somebody that who he says he claims to be. And so he even called Jesus Lord and said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That's faith. He believed that Jesus was who he said he was because he believed that despite the fact 
that he was being crucified, being treated humili- in a humiliating fashion, in a painful fashion, just as they were, that he was going to come into a kingdom. He had a kingdom that people could enter into. So he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And uh, what was Jesus' response? Jesus said, truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. Today you shall be with me in paradise. Uh, What organization did this guy have a chance to join? Jesus never said anything about joining an organization. Then you got another scripture in the book of Acts. This is Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Acts chapter 4 verse 12, and we find in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, something said about salvation, but no mention is made of joining an organization. Now, here in Acts chapter 4, uh, Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, was preaching to the Jews. And in the process of preaching to the Jews, he told them that, you know, Jesus Christ, the one that you had crucified, he was indeed the Savior of the world. And then he said that it was necessary for them to repent of their sins and to receive Jesus Christ as their savior. And just in case uh, people uh, want to think that, well, 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 maybe there is some other way uh, that I can be saved. Uh, this is a good scripture to uh, quote to people who think that, well, you know, I just feel that I'm, I'm, I'm a good enough person. God will let me into heaven uh, anyhow. Or I believe that if I join this church, uh, somebody will, uh, you know, uh, I, I can uh, win favor with God. Uh, like that, if I put myself under this particular preacher or put myself under this uh, particular uh, pastor or if I, I trust in the Pope. But the word of God, which is the final word on anything that it speaks to, says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Now, Peter was preaching Jesus Christ and saying that it was necessary to repent of your sins and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. And he said, that's salvation in no one else, because there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. But notice Peter said nothing about uh, joining an organization. And as I told you before, Acts chapter 16, verse 31, Acts chapter 16, verse 31, two of God's servants, Paul and Barnabas, were put in jail. Of course, Jews, jealous Jews, uh, had them put in jail because they, you know, didn't really accept Christ as the Savior. And while they were in jail, they had been beaten. And Paul and Barnabas, they had been beaten. And they were in jail simply for the testimony of Jesus Christ. They had been beaten. And then about midnight, they started singing. After they were in jail unjustly, had been beaten. And about midnight, they started singing praises to God. And uh, God sent an earthquake. And the jail began to shake. And the doors open in the jail, and the Roman soldier who was uh, appointed to guard the prisoners, he was about to kill himself because, you see, uh, under the Roman government, if you a prisoner was assigned to you and that prisoner escaped, then you was put to be put to death. So this guy was about to put him uh, to kill himself. This uh, uh, Roman jailer, and Paul says, "Sir, don't do yourself any harm. We are all here." And this man realized, hey, wait a minute, it's something to this guy. Now, they sitting up there. We didn't, we didn't beat them, treated them like criminals. They started singing, and earthquake uh, comes and opened up all the jail cells. And not only that, but none of the prisoners tried to get away. And so he came in and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Because he knew, hey, wait a minute, these are not just two uh, nutcases running around, uh, two fanatics running around. 
that is really something to what they're saying about this Jesus Christ and salvation being in Jesus Christ. So he said, said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul responded, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, which means put your trust in Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. And say nothing to him about joining an organization. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. God sent Peter to a Gentile who was trying to uh, serve God as best as he knew how, but he didn't know that you needed to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. But what little bit he did understand about uh, trying to live for God and pleasing God, he was trying to do that. Unfortunately, that wasn't good enough to get him into heaven. But because God saw this man had a heart for the truth, that he wanted to be in the will of God, whatever that will was, he sent him by the uh, means of Peter the information that he needed, namely that he needed to accept Jesus Christ uh, as his Savior. So Peter witnessed to him, and this man accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior, but nothing was said about you have to join an organization. So um, as a matter of fact, the other thing is this. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, uh, you know, several things take place. And one of those things that take place is uh, you are uh, indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God takes up residence in you. And you don't have to uh, get baptized in order to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes up residence in you the instant you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You hear the gospel and you believe. Now, I don't mean just believe in an intellectual belief and don't do anything about it. But when you believe to the point where, hey, I'm going to repent of my sins and I'm accepting Jesus Christ as my Savior. The instant that you do that, you receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes up residence in you. Ephesians 1 and 13. Ephesians 1 and 13 says, and of course, this is Paul writing to Christians, Christians of that day, and it also applies to Christians of this day because the Word of God is for all Christians of all time. Uh, Ephesians 1 and 13 says concerning Christians, you were baptized with that Holy Spirit of promise. In other words, the Holy Spirit took up residence in you. When did that happen? Uh, Ephesians 1 and 13 says, when you believed. When you believed. Now, again, we're not just talking about an intellectual uh, uh, belief. Well, yeah, I believe that, you know, Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. If that belief doesn't move, move you to repentance, then your belief don't count. Because if you truly believe the way God is talking about belief, then you'll turn from your sins and put your trust in what Jesus Christ uh, did for you on the cross. So that's not all of the salvation uh, scriptures, uh, not by works of will. I'll get to that because of, uh, that's another aspect of lifestyle society's false teaching. But that's just a, a, a few of the salvation scriptures uh, that show that we are not uh, – required to join an organization. Surely that would have been said somewhere in, in the Bible, but it ain't said nowhere uh, in the Bible that we must become a part of, of uh, uh, an organization. So uh, one false teaching of the Watchtower Bible in Tractor is salvation is in an organization. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll finish up when we come again. 
Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Chris McCourtney for Salem Surround, the digital marketing solution that keeps growing by leaps and bounds. The reason? Strategies. Everybody out there has all the digital advertising products your business wants, but the strategies you need, well, as a small business owner, you're on your own. Enter Salem Surround. We're more than products. We design a comprehensive digital strategy with the components you can't find anywhere else, branded audio. How about we target your best customers with proven digital tactics, lead them down the customer journey, and introduce them to you. Tell your story. Sell your product with branded audio. You're tired of digital products being pitched at you. It's time for our one-stop digital marketing partner. Let's talk about your strategy today. Go to SalemSurroundDetroit.com. That's SalemSurroundDetroit.com. On June 19th comes a brand new film, Selfie Dad, available at SalemNow.com. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. But when he's confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce. What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? You know, it would really be a wonderful thing if every unsaved individual on the planet Earth would ask that question in sincerity. What must I do to be saved? Unfortunately, uh, that's not going to happen. Many will, but the majority of the world uh, will not. What must I do to be saved? So, Looking at it from a uh, Watchtower Society's uh, teaching, number one, um, salvation is in an organization. But that's not all. Not only do they say that salvation is in an organization, their organization, when it's in, in no organization, 
But also the Westall Society says that salvation is dependent upon works, good things, uh, especially uh, specifically becoming a part of the Westall organization and subjecting yourselves uh, to their dictates. But they say salvation is not only uh, uh, is in an organization, but is also uh, dependent on works. Now, the scripture says, by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 and 9. By grace, and grace, of course, is God's undeserved favor. By grace, because of God's undeserved favor, you are saved through faith putting your trust in what Jesus Christ did for you on Calvary. By grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. In other words, if you are saved, and it because of anything that you did in the way of works in order to be saved. No good works you perform in order for you to be saved. So it is the gift of God. Uh, either a gift is a gift or it's not a gift. If you have to work for a gift, then it's not a gift. But it's owed to you. You're working for it. But if it's given to you free of works, then it's truly a gift, and you have nothing to boast about because it was given to you. So this is where it is with eternal life, eternal salvation. God gives it to us as a gift when we put our trust in what Jesus Christ did for us uh, on Calvary. So uh, it's not about, oh, now, you know, I'm, I'm saved because, uh, you know, I feed the poor. Uh, I'm saved because I uh, put money in the church. I'm saved because I go to church every Sunday. Uh, by the way, and uh, coronavirus uh, uh, notwithstanding, uh, Christians should fellowship uh, with one another. And, and by fellowship, I mean share the things that we have in common. As Christians, we have the same things in common. We have the same Father, our God. We have the same Savior, Jesus Christ. We have the same Lord, Jesus Christ. We all indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we all have the same desires, uh, that is to please God. Uh, we all have the same destination, uh, that is heaven. We all are living in the expectation of the same future. Uh, we all uh, desire to uh, serve God according to whatever gifts and abilities he gives us. Uh, we all indwelt uh, by the Holy Spirit. All, every sin that we ever committed, we have been uh, forgiven. And any sin that we commit in the future, if we uh, confess that sin to God, repent, of course, and confess our sins to God, he's faithful and just to uh, forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And while I'm talking about repentance, let me say again, let me uh, just make sure uh, not to be negligent to ensure that everybody keeps this in mind. I know that if I were to sin against the Lord, he would forgive me. He said if I confess my sins, he would be faithful and just to forgive my sins. But if that, uh, if I start thinking that, oh, well, if that's the case, then I'm just saying as much as I want to, whatever uh, makes me feel good, whatever I feel like doing, because I know I can go to God for forgiveness. But first of all, if I got that attitude, that's a serious question as to whether or not I'm really a Christian at all. Because uh, we are told in Second uh, Peter 3 and 9, whoever is born of God, that's whoever's been made spiritually alive, whoever's really accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, Whoever is born of God does not commit sin. That means keep living the same lifestyle. And the reason why, Peter goes on to say, is because uh, the seed of God remains in that person. He cannot continue in the same lifestyle. 
So God will forgive me my sins uh, if I come to him and confess my sins. But uh, if I think I can play him, uh, I'm in for a rude awakening. So Christians should fellowship. You know, I'm saying that uh, nobody is going to heaven because they joined the church. But God has ordained that we fellowship with other Christians. And the way we do it is, is through the local church. I understand about the coronavirus thing now, so that's stopping us from doing it. But other than that, uh, we are to fellowship with other Christians. And, and even much more so uh, as we see the, uh, the time uh, is winding up as far as the return of Jesus Christ uh, is concerned. So you're not saved because you go to church. Uh, better yet, I go to church uh, because I'm saved. Not I don't go to church so I can be saved. Uh, I abstain from sin uh, because I'm saved, not so I can uh, be saved. So certain things I do because I'm saved. Not uh, God is my Father, and I want to please my Father, so that's why I do good things. Uh, there's a scripture in the Bible, uh, Isaiah 64 and 6, uh, says that, uh, you know, and this really uh, pertains to sinners, it says, we are all as an unclean thing, and all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. In other words, we are unclean because we are sinners, condemned because we are sinners, and every righteous deed that we do, every good thing that we do, as far as getting us into heaven, has got as much value as a filthy rag, meaning no value at all. The only thing that will get us into heaven is not the works that we can do, but the works that Jesus Christ a deal for us on the cross. So the wise councils had it now. They pay lip service to this. They say, oh, yeah, you say about grace through faith uh, in Jesus Christ. That's what they say. But that's not really what they believe because they contradict themselves in their own teaching. Uh, for example, the wise house society says this. Not everyone will be permitted to live in the paradise earth. And I'm not going to go into that uh, paradise earth thing. Uh, I could elaborate on, on that, but I, I won't for the time being. Uh, so they say not everyone will be permitted to live in the paradise of earth. In other words, let's just say they're saying not everybody's going to be saved. Requirements must be met. Now, they say that there are four requirements that have to be met. And so uh, I, two of them I didn't go into because that doesn't really not really relevant to uh, what I'm trying to teach here. But I gave you the first requirement. It was in an organization. The fourth requirement is advocating his kingdom to others. Now, Jesus Christ is going to return and set up a kingdom on earth. The Watchtower Society says if you want to participate in that kingdom, you got to do more than just believe. This is what they say. That's not what the Bible says. They say you got to more than just believe. You got to advocate, you have to advocate his kingdom to others. What do they mean by advocating his kingdom to others? Well, I'm sure you've seen the Jehovah's Witnesses on Saturday uh, mornings or maybe Saturday afternoons or other times of the day uh, walking down the street with their uh, briefcases in their hand and going from house to house. What are they doing? They're advocating the kingdom to others. In other words, they're going to people's house and, you know, asking them, uh, you know, uh, long story short, do you know Jesus and all like that. Uh, one other break, and then we'll wrap it up for sure when I come back. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. It was heartwarming to see many of the planet's toughest and best athletes telling their children on social media how much they love them. In short videos, fathers played games with their kids, bear hugged them, and told them jokes, all in a tribute to dads on Father's Day. In a society that does little to encourage fathers, the NBA's efforts did not go unnoticed. Families are the essential building block of society, and fathers are the essential building block of the family. 
A home led by a father, especially a father with a spiritual focus and strong character, places flourishing within reach. Gender-neutral children do not need gender-neutral parents. Boys and girls need fathers and mothers bound by lifelong commitment. This isn't a prejudicial belief. Downplaying fatherhood sets us all up for disaster. Social media support is great, but we need more. We need a society that celebrates, honors, and ennobles fathers. I'm Owen Strand. Alliance defending freedom, fighting for those whose liberty is being violated. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. There are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news. One has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk Detroit. Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun. Sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Yes, must have to be saved. The Watchtower Society not only says salvation is in an organization, but they also say it's dependent upon works. And so the Watchtower Society say you must advocate the kingdom of Christ uh, to others. Well, I belong to a group in my church uh, called CHAMPS. It's an acronym, C-H-A-M-P-S. And CHAMPS stands for Christians Have a Mission to Preach Salvation. Christians, that's the C, have, that's the H, A, Mission, that's the M, to preach, that's the P, salvation, that's the S. And so how do we do this? Well, we go out and street witness. We, you know, take some biblical uh, information and we pass it out to people on the streets and talk to them about uh, the necessity to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. And Jesus Christ commanded us to do that. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 
So Jesus commands uh, Christians to do that, go and to tell others about Jesus Christ, folks in our home, folks in our neighborhood, uh, and, you know, wherever we have the opportunity. So we do that, but we don't do that so we can be saved. We do that because we are saved. We've accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. We're saved, and we want other people to be saved too, as well as be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. So we go out and tell other people about Jesus Christ. But going and telling people about Christ is not what saved you. You got saved when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, saying, Lord, I agree that I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus died on Calvary for me, and I'm asking you to save me, forgive my sins based upon what he did for me on the cross. Help me to live, Lord, like you want me to live. So there you go. And so then we go out and we tell other people. So Jehovah's Witnesses, this is what they call themselves doing too. Uh, and the message that we have uh, telling people, you're a sinner, hell is waiting on you, you need to repent of your sins, accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. God is willing to forgive you your sins and to receive you into his family. And when you leave this earth, you will be admitted into heaven. That's good news. That's called the gospel. And the word gospel is talking about good news. So we go out and tell the good news to people. But again, we don't do this so that we can be saved. We do it because we are saved. We are grateful. We want to please God. And we want to see other people saved. But the White Tower Society says that, you know, they make this a part of uh, what you have to do in order to be saved. When there is nothing you can do in terms of good works uh, to be saved. So the White Tower Society makes this statement. God's will is that to make good his salvation to everlasting life, this believer must be a preacher in this world. And then they quote a scripture, Romans 10, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, and which says, uh, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So Romans 10 and 9 is telling us how to get saved. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, in other words, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is who he said he is. He's the Savior of the world. He's the only one who can win us acceptance by God. It is absolutely necessary that we accept him and him alone as our Savior. That's confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. And it says, and believe in your heart, because, of course, you don't want it to be an empty confession. You don't really believe it in your heart. So if you truly believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior and you acknowledge this, then you are saved. But this is not saying that uh, going and telling other people how to get saved is our, uh, what we have to do in order to uh, earn salvation. You don't earn salvation by telling other people about Jesus Christ. I'll be willing to bet you, you got a hell that's full of people that knew uh, to tell people about Jesus Christ better than I can. But the only problem was they didn't really believe it. They was doing it for other reasons, maybe for monetary reasons, because they can, you know, perhaps uh, take advantage of people. But if you sincerely believe in your heart that Jesus is who he says he is and acknowledge that, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, you'll be saved. Then you go and tell other people because you want them to be saved, too. But that's not what, uh, uh, what gets you into heaven. The only thing that gets you into heaven is putting your trust in Jesus Christ, not being, but the watch top of society says, God's will is that to make good his salvation to everlasting life, the believer must be a preacher in this world. And then if you're not convinced that that's what they're saying, listen at this. 
we have to do more than accept the kingdom message in order to be saved. The kingdom message, of course, is receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, sins are forgiven, become a child of God. Jesus sets up his kingdom. You'll participate with him in that kingdom. Watchtower said you got to do more than, than just believe it. They say you also have to preach it. We are saved by more than just believing the kingdom message. We must publicly declare that message to others that they, as well as we, may be accepted into God's new world. God ain't saying nothing about we have to declare that message to others in order to uh, make it into heaven. He said nothing like that at all. But this is what the Watchtower Society teaches. Uh, Romans 10 and 9, that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, is just talking about a simple confession of faith. And this confession of faith is not for salvation, it's not to earn salvation, but it's a confession that results in our being saved. And uh, so the Watchtower Society, Jehovah's Witness, they can go to house to house, uh, street witnessing or, or anything else, but that's not required in order for us to be saved. Good works come after salvation, and we do the good works, not so we can be saved, but because we appreciate what God did for us, and we want to please him. We want to be obedient to him. Okay, I'm not going to continue on after that. Uh, I see my time is just about elapsed, but uh, the Lord willing, uh, next month, last Friday of the month, I'll be big, uh, back with you again, uh, talking about salvation according to the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society. Salvation is by faith in Jesus Christ and faith in Jesus Christ alone. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.